you know, especially when things are complex, if it's not tailored to you, what often ends up happening is businesses go back to a little bit of system here, a spreadsheet tracker here, yeah. email here, a shared drive, and, and it defeats the whole the whole point. So right. um, our, our view is that it should, it, the only way we're going to unlock that automation and simplify for people is by that tailoring. Um, and so, so definitely it's different each time, which presents a number of challenges. It, it unlocks a whole lot of benefit and, and automation opportunity. Uh, but the challenge is, like you've highlighted, is the setup. When you've got an out-of-the-box product, um, like you said, it's like, here it is. Um, sign up, start paying your license, away you go. Yeah. Um, the pursuit of, of excellence is something we're all striving towards. I want you to focus on what you do best. You need to have an approval. How many approvals? What are the steps? It's really about listening. If it's not documented, it's, it's not done. Thanks for tuning into In Systems We Trust, the show where we dive into all things systems and processes and hear from the professionals that are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. Today, I'm talking with Cameron Milnes. Cameron is a CEO of a Melbourne software company called Envisage. He's a fan of workflow, process, and technology, making it simpler for those involved. From his first business venture, he has always been driven to look for simpler, better ways for people to simplify and automate complexity. Envisage believes that businesses shouldn't need to change the way that they uh, work to fit their tools. It should be the other way around. Welcome to the show, Cameron. How are you doing today? Hi, Marky. I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining today. I, I want to know a bit more about your background and obviously, you know, Envisage. You know, you're, you're currently the CEO there. Can you just give us some more background on what Envisage does and, you know, what industry you find yourself in and just give the listeners some more information there? Yeah, sure. So we're a, a workflow software company and particularly uh, our workflow helps uh, field work, field service. So um, solar installation, uh, you know, those uh, Tesla Powerwall battery, any sort of complex uh, installation that involves field workers. And, and what our software does is that um, it, it really streamlines the flow between those in the field and those in the back office. So um, you know, we digitize the paperwork and, and just try and make it more clear and simple for, um, for everyone who's involved. Okay. And so what's your background? I mean, you, you're the CEO. How did Envisage get started? Was it you, you know, working in the fields, looking for a new tool and you created this thing? How did it all come about? How did you, you know, get to this point? Can you just fill us in there? Sure. Yeah. No. So um, I've always been involved in workflow related business process related businesses. And, um, mm -hmm. and so a couple of other technology companies prior to Envisage, and uh, my co-founders and I, um, we all come from a process background. Um, so uh, one of them's a Lean Six Sigma uh, master black belt. Uh, okay. So I suppose we all had this focus on uh, process and process improvement. Uh, and then uh, the previous companies I had been involved with, we'd always been targeting um, workflow, um, you know, mm -hmm. trying to streamline, um, trying to digitize better. Uh, so that's how Envisage uh, came about. Uh, and it wasn't originally directed uh, only at field work um, or the field service industry. Uh, it was a bit more broad. Um, however, over the last few years, 
that's a niche that's uh, it's sort of been very well suited to us. Okay. And like, how, how did you get to that space really? I mean, like, um, let's talk about more about, about your role. You, you were in tech companies before, you're now the CEO here. Are, are you still doing any, you know, kind of development work on your own? What does that look like? And what does a typical week look like for you really? Yes, so not doing any development work um, on my own. Um, so uh, Envisage keeps us busy uh, these days. Uh, we have a team here in Melbourne and, uh, and a team also in, in, in Europe. Uh, so the, the typical week um, is really uh, working with customers uh, from, from my side and, and, and our team. Um, so we have a range of customers from small organisations to quite large um, energy retailers um, and, and, uh, and, and large organisations. So my week will be uh, really quite a mix between uh, liaising with uh, the teams onshore and offshore. Uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, I like to spend a lot of time uh, with customers or understanding uh, customers. So, you know, around 30% of my week uh, will be checking in with customers or uh, if we've got implementations happening, uh, for new clients is, is sitting in or, or sitting across those um, with my colleagues. Okay. And so, so, so what kind of, kind of issues are, are you really solving then? Can you talk more about the, your clients maybe, you know, and the problems you're solving and, you know, where Envisage really, you know, fits in? Yes. Yeah. So the problems that we're solving is um, whenever there is uh, complex field work to be done, complex mm -hmm. paperwork, um, a lot of regulatory um, environments, such as like the energy sector. Uh, if you're installing solar, like everyone knows solar, um, it's a sector um, for us. So solar panels on the roof, there's a lot of regulation um, around that and, and, and rightly so. Mm -hmm. So really the complexity is the key uh, niche where we operate um, because our software is tailored to fit the organisation perfectly and, and, and quite quickly. Um, that's where uh, <clears throat> that's a lot of the, the the space where we operate. So the problems that we solve there are that before Envisage, uh, you've got field teams who are using you know twenty page PDF documents, mm -hmm. uh, and they need that they need. It's not like you can have a one page. It's not plugging in um, your, your internet broadband, ticking a few boxes, and saying job done. Right. This type, of <clears throat> excuse me, this type of field work. There's health and safety. There's like three or four different variants on the paperwork in the field, depending on the type of job. Um, so whether it's a, a battery plus solar, um, whether it's for a large commercial or a small residential client. And, and so the big challenge that organizations have is that they've, they've got to have, you know, a mountain of paperwork. And what we do is that we digitize that so that the, you know, field technician on their mobile um, yeah. can go and follow their nose, we call it, uh, and get the right steps done. And so, so what we actually have underneath, which in terms of taking out the complexity, is uh, logic. So if, if it's this type of job, show these sections. If it's large, complex, commercial, you know, show these four commissioning sections. Um, so so taking, the think yeah, taking the thinking out and, and um, where that gets, I mean, if you picture these field guys, um, people who are doing installations, it's 40 degrees, let's say, out in Australia yeah. on a hot day. Um, you've got the sun shining, there's wind, you're on a roof, 
that the last thing you want to be doing is trying to figure, trying to scribble on paperwork or trying to figure out how, how a system works and what you should capture and what you shouldn't capture. Mm-hmm. So that's the main um, problem that, that we're solving is like uh, helping make it easier in the field. And then the other interesting part is um, the automation that once we've got that information digitized, um, automating documentation, uh, installation packs, emails out to, to, to customers and, and other people in the process. So, so there's really, um, sorry, it's a long answer to your question, Marky, but it's there's okay. really, there's two problems that we're solving. And one is this uh, real challenge of um, complex field paperwork. Mm-hmm. And then the other is um, the downstream side of that is in the back office, there is, you know, often there is a, there's a lot of documentation um, and there's a lot of uh, to and fro uh to, to, to arrange and get this installation work set up and, and we'll automate various points there. Um, okay. And that, that saves a lot of time um, in the back office. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to know what a typical engagement looks like for, for you and your customers. I mean, you talked about having you know, um, your team create a customized plan that really fits them, that eliminates this complexity, right? So do you have your own team? You said you're, you're Six Sigma Black Belts. Do you have your own team then of integrators that are, are going into these businesses and talking to them and, you know, you know, planning out, you know, what the engagement looks like? Are you working with their project managers or is your team then integrating with your clients' companies for, you know, specific amount of time? to get them onboarded, up and running, and to do all the process so that they can actually use Envisage. What does that look like? And is it different, you know, from client to client? Or is it typically, we have one way of doing it. This is how it is. You know, can you explain a bit more there? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, and it's something we've been working on a lot over the last um, four years. So the first point there is it's definitely different for each organization. That's our, our, our whole belief is that, uh, you know, especially when things are complex, if it's not tailored to you, what often ends up happening is businesses go back to a little bit of system here, a spreadsheet tracker here, yeah. email here, a shared drive, and, and it defeats the whole, the whole point. So right. um, our, our view is that it should, it, the only way we're gonna unlock that automation and simplify for people is by that tailoring. Um, and so, so definitely it's different each time, which presents a number of challenges. It, it unlocks a whole lot of benefit and, and automation opportunity. Uh, but the challenges, like you've highlighted, is the setup. When you've got an out-of-the-box product, um, like you said, it's like, here it is. Um, sign up, start paying your license, away you go. Yeah. Um, when, yeah when you've got a tailored Adoption product. rates go down. Yes, yeah, and, and I mean, there's, that, that model works great in, uh, in some industries and, and from a business perspective, it's much more scalable. Um, however, our niche and, and how we're operating and our view on the world is, is a little bit different. Um, so how we do the actual engagement is, uh, it, is it's evolved is probably the, um, the key point. Mm. So we don't, we work with partners um, sometimes, or but we encourage clients to do their process work or think about their process um, up front. So, so we don't have a team internally that does, uh, even though we have a background of, um, of consulting, 
we don't put people in to document the processes or to run process workshops. Uh, so that, that's one key thing. What we do do, though, is that we have to gather the understanding of the organization to configure um, mm -hmm. the software so that it fits like a glove. Uh, and to do that, we have a, a worksheet, a self-driven worksheet type process. So uh, over the years, we've evolved. We give the client access to our template site, um, which is, if you like, um, we've got a few different templates, and that's the starting point. Um, and then the client has a worksheet, which has embedded videos and steps them through in a sequence mm. to help them um, get clear on uh, their, their field workflow or the steps in their process and to help them say, hey, I see the template, I like it, but we need, you know, our safety form looks a bit different here, here, and here. And we've got a special um, tab or, or we've got a special area which needs to be captured around commissioning. Uh, so we call it a delta. They, 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 they start with our template and then they capture the deltas or the changes against the template. And, and what we've found is that, like, you, you've got to find a balance so we've um, we found that this helps get to the endpoint of tailored to the organisation more quickly than if we're actually running Zoom workshops, which is what we used to do. Okay. Uh, so uh, it 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 helps the organisation to get in the frame and understand the structure of of the software in their own time, uh, and. <clears throat> they get they get there more quickly than um, than what we used to do, which was not so much running a process workshop, but doing the same um, I suppose requirements and understanding of their business via a workshop. Uh, and and that's been really interesting because we're we're trying to find the heart um, for our clients, and uh, and and it conversely you you say oh well we can tailor everything to what you do um mm -hmm. which is great like you know you're not going to be stuck in like with a normal software product um which is, which is great but that involves time and understanding so what we've evolved to is found that the best return on investment for our clients is um some areas tailoring completely and other areas um just giving them the template and letting them choose um and and it's, it's different for each organization so uh, if we've already got, for example, a job safety and, and environmental analysis template, um, then they might have a real old paper one that they're using today, or they might not have one at all. It might be more informal. Um, so by using the template as the start, we've saved them a, a lot of time because they say, oh, great, we'll just take the JSA that, that's in the tool. I like that. Or we'll yeah. add this one section here. Um, yeah. So... So that's it. again, it's a kind of a long answer, but um, but it's a, it's been a very interesting journey for us because if you imagine that when we started and we were more um, like focused, I suppose, on larger organisations, uh, you you run workshops, but then when you're trying to get this out to to a broader range of organisations, yeah, uh, you just can't. Uh, it, it's not going to work for a mid-sized client if you, if you have to run workshops. Um, yeah. So hence we've, we've evolved and, uh, and found this, uh, this way that it, it actually reduced the, um, 
the amount of hours involved by a third. Um, and sorry, okay. down, down, down to one third. So reduced by two thirds. So. Got it. That, that actually um, you know, makes me think of something else. And, and I'm curious to know what your, your sales process looked like and, and what your, your, your market research even looks like. Because I know that as owners, we often think that our solutions are a no-brainer, right? Like why wouldn't someone want to implement our software, our service, right? We do good work, we're solving a problem. And you know, the, I think the area a lot of um, owners or founders get into in, in the beginning and clarify if I'm wrong, but you guys have been at this four years, you said? Yes, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, did you create, I mean, we understood that there was a problem. Did you create um, Envisage and go out there and say, who wants it? Or did, were you trying to pitch? Or did you do the research to ask the questions? Did you have, you know, any funding in, in the beginning? Were there, were there early adopters? What did that look like, that research, you know, to get to this point where you said, you know, we are a, a contender in this space. We have a solution to your problem. Can you expand more on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so ours is definitely not the textbook um, approach. So okay. what, what happened is that we we always, the, the co-founders, we knew we wanted to focus on something that helped with workflow um, and, and, and digitization. Those are two workflow we all like and, and love and digitization where like this wave is washing through um, everywhere. Um, everyone needs to digitize and it's only going to become more and more. Then we also, um, from a technology perspective, just what the speed at which you can set up um, software, you know, compared to, to, to well, probably more like 10 years ago is a big difference. Mm -hmm. So we saw those two things. Uh, and then we said we want to do something. We want to help organizations with workflow. And we actually had a few different um types of workflow that because our platform is configurable right so uh even though we focus on field service we're not limited by to that in in, in any way we have a range of um of earlier clients in different areas so we started off saying we want to simplify workflow um, it doesn't need to be this complicated um, and we want to be able to provide extreme tailoring or extreme flexibility to these organizations uh, that's how we started then as we, we did that, so we didn't have a specific narrow niche in mind. Um, we just wanted to solve that problem and, and we knew that there was a lot of waste there. Uh, as we went down that path, uh, the customers that were getting the most out of our solution um, were those in, the, in, in field service. So, and particularly, like, so we had some early renewable energy, so, so, so solar and electric vehicle charger installation. Uh, and the, the, the market research or the customer research was, we got in, there was no early funding. Um, we got into some organizations and solved some problems. We sort of spread within those organizations. Um, I, I think primarily because uh, we were solving you know these these workflow or digitization problem and then one colleague in one business department would talk to another and, and this is uh, one of our clients is, is called AGL they're uh, one of the largest energy retailers in, in Australia and so it spread like that and, and then we had if you like so a few different organizations that we started with uh, like that and then we started seeing the spread and just customers getting a lot of value um, in the 
in, in the renewable slash field, complex field service space. So, so if you like, we started off broad and we were pulled um, by, by customers solving a problem. Um, and then like, the way that the field service industry often operates is you've got subcontractors um, who are supplying installation services. And we started getting some of those subcontractors contacting us to, to say, hey, we've, uh, we've been using your product at blah, 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 um, this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we, we, like what it, we like what it seems it can do. Can you, can right. you, can you run us through it? Uh, so, so I suppose um, to, to answer your question, the research was sort of getting pulled in that direction and then we deep dove with some of those organisations and, and then realised that what we were doing was, was really well suited to them. Um, okay. and, and that's where we put our focus. That's really interesting. So yeah, it seems that you're, you're definitely customer centric, right? You, you're, you're hearing from them, you're presenting to them, you're solving a real problem, you're taking your time implementing for their specific needs. And so, um, you know, what, what does your, your roadmap kind of look like? And I'd like to know what systems Envisage is using um, for their builds, for their project management, for a, a lot of this stuff, right? And is the platform, you know, continued to be um, developed on? Are you taking customer feedback, adding that to the roadmap? What does that look like? And how do you manage it all with your team behind the scenes? Sure. Yeah. So the roadmap, absolutely, the uh, the product is evolving. Okay. So the roadmap has two real uh, key areas. Uh, one is automation. So more and deeper um, automation. So and and if looking back over our roadmap, we started off, if you like, with the core workflow, and then we've been automating parts like. Uh, uh, all those emails that happen as a job progresses through, so as a job is scheduled, um, once a job is done, you know, the summary report pack out. Like, like when I say email, I mean customer um, emails. So uh, nice branded templates that come from a, a particular organisation. Okay. Hey, Marky, um, you know, we'll be on site next Tuesday. Uh, here's the checklist. Here's our safety checklist for you to think about before we're, we're, we're at your property. And then uh, reminders, and then uh, after the job, here are photos from the job and a nice packaged up customer branded report. So, so these don't um, look like they come, they don't come from Envisage, they come from our client. Um, and that's really uh, just that one point in, in one organization was almost one FTE. So because there's, um, there's regulations here where you have to uh, provide uh, installation license numbers and evidence, serial numbers all in, in this pack. Uh, humans are often doing that because it's very messy and the data's in different places. Um, mm-hmm. So sort of look, looking back, that's one example, but there's quite a few. But continuing to automate more and more um, is, is on the roadmap. And, and we're doing that at the moment uh, with... Uh, automation with uh, financial providers. So tr- trying to automate more of the um, invoice process. Okay. Um, so, so we plug into zero and complete hands off. Um, a job is done. Uh, you now in, in Envisage, it'll send via API to zero. Zero will send to the customer and send uh, a bill and log a bill for whoever did the work, like a subcontractor. So 
uh, more automation on the horizon and, and the second area is uh, integration. Uh, okay. So we have a REST API, um, we plug into Xero, but we want to plug into uh, lots more tools and, and other financial providers. So we have some, we've heard from customers or we've missed some customers because, uh, because we have a very smooth out of the box integration for some, something yeah. like Xero, yeah. um, but not something for QuickBooks and, and things like this. I uh, see. So, so, so yeah, on, on the roadmap, um, more automation, more integration, those are, are, are two very key areas. Um, and the third area on the roadmap um, that we're working for is, which we've always been working at, is right now that tailoring that we do of the solution. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't happen by technical team members um, because our solutions are low-code solutions. So it happens by, um, by a configuration team of, of non-technical people that it's almost like um, in a like a CMS, like a, a massive content management system. Yeah. Um, it, so, you know, right-click, add field, add form, trigger notification. Uh, our aim is to get all of that out uh, to the customer. So right now, um, to do the setup, we streamlined it a lot. You know, you fill out the worksheet and then our configuration team will tailor it and you get the software that feels like it was built exactly for your business. Awesome. Um, the, the next evolution for us is... Yeah, you can have our team support or guide that process, or you can just do it yourself. And then as your business changes, you don't need to come back um, to envisage and say, hey, you know, you know, we're expanding into a new area. I need these new forms and a new workflow. Uh, you just do it all yourself. Uh, so that's, that's the other key area in, um, on our roadmap, which is running all the time. Because again, we've, we've heard from customers that uh, they love that tailoring. Um, some some need some help, um, or, but others want to be able to, you know, just do it themselves. And, and of course, the, the, there's less cost and effort involved with that. I can imagine that, you know, that model where you give them the plan, they do it themselves, opens up the door for, you know, churn or low adoption. Like, how, how do you combat that right now? Is that an issue or is it so custom tailored that people pick it up and they can implement it and run with it with their own teams. Yeah, it's, I mean, at, at the moment we're kind of, uh, I suppose, halfway along the journey. Um, so because we haven't got the full customer doing their setup completely themselves, um, it, it's on the roadmap, but it's not out there yet. Um, so because we haven't got that, it's, it's, it's hard to, to say. Um, but okay. once we have that, Feature it'll start with forms. Once forms are, if you know, pushed pushed out or made available to the um, the end user to set up and, and edit themselves, um, then uh, then yeah, I suppose it could, it definitely could produce low more churn because there's less involvement. Yeah. Um, but then I, I think that's where how, how can I say the remote or the, the the support is part of that setup process, like that that the worksheet. Um, well, if we start experiencing churn, we'll come back to the worksheet and say, it's just got to be a seamless um, experience that, that mm. where people step through that, set themselves up and, um, and say, you know, get rolling and say, hey, well, 
that, that was so straightforward. Um, if, if I think if we get churn, then I'll probably, we'll probably come back to that and say, how do we make that onboarding better? Um, yeah. and, 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 and tackle it that way. Cause we know the need is there. We know that, um, especially ongoing, um, clients want to be able to just move and adjust themselves. And, and we've got the technology now that, that makes it available. Okay. So it's just about, um, I suppose, bridging the gap um, so, so that they can uh, get there and, and do that as quickly and efficiently on their side as possible. Okay. And, and I want to get into like your systems as well, like what your team uses, just to really drill down into that. So to clarify, are you using Envisage yourself as, as a team as well? Or do you have like some other ERP or using Jira for some of your development? What does that look like? Or is it all within your tool as well? So a good chunk of it is is within our tool. Um, awesome. So we and and there's neat things like our, our integration into Zero, for example. We first piloted on ourselves um, that that feature. Uh, so we That's run, yeah, yeah, yeah. We run um, all of that through, through the tool, uh, through our tool, our internal. It's called Collaborate. Our, our internal. Well, it's just our our software that we use internally, okay. uh, and that'll. So we'll capture um, the commercials that'll flow through and, and, and produce invoices in Xero. Uh, and we do our PIRs, the post-implementation review and, 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 and resourcing uh, through that tool. Um, so there's a good chunk of it that, that, that happens there. The other tools that we use um, is that we use uh, a GitHub quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so the, especially the development team uh, are using GitHub. So we will log feature requests and issues um, in GitHub. So in a similar way to, to, to Jira. And then we have a, a uh, like a visual board, uh, like a Kanban board set up. Um, and that's how we'll, we'll, we'll pull items through. Uh, and uh, pe people talk about the, obviously the pandemic and that uh, recently, we have office in, in the CBD, but a lot of our interaction um, with our team, you know, being dispersed, is, is through, has been through tools like uh, like GitHub and our software for for some time, okay. uh, and uh, and even our implementation with customers was at Zoom well before the pandemic. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, those are the two key points in our in our stack. We also use uh, we use Slack um, and we have some um, some neat things uh, like again because we integrate with Slack um, our product. So uh, as part of the post implementation review, uh, our team capture what we call customer gold, and it's yeah. voice of the customer stuff, right? So um, uh, unfiltered uh, and and positive remarks, and so. They'll capture that in Envisage, and then Envisage will push to a Slack channel. Um, so it's just a nice way to get, uh, you know, that feel good. It is. It's, it's why we're here, right? The um, hearing about how you've solved the problem, hearing about how people um, are spending half half the time they used to because they're not having to go back to the depot and and complete paperwork. You know, so so that's really neat because if you're a, um, an engineer. Uh, you don't hear that stuff, right? And that's that is why we're here, and it, it's it's very satisfying, and it's their work which is creating, 
you know, solving these problems. So, okay. um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and, and that's the other part of, of tools that we use is um, we use a lot of the Google suite. Um, so Google Sheets, Google Docs, uh, it, it's our preference, uh, especially because, you know, being a dispersed team or a distributed team, uh, it, it's uh, Google Docs in particular, you know, uh, Google Docs and Google Sheets is very useful. Okay. Who, who would you say manages all of this? Like, do you, do you have a product owner or project manager that, you know, creates the processes, the systems to, you know, keep the team moving? Is it a collaboration effort? Like, I'd love to know what those iterations look like. If you guys are running sprints, who champions it? And like, what does that really look like for your team as far as how you're following and creating your own systems and processes? Yes. Yeah, it's very much collaborative. Um, so we're a small team um, and it's, it's, it's very much collaborative. So there's a, a few of us, um, I suppose, that have been around a while or um, that set the bones in place. Um, and, and then, but then that was just the start, I suppose. As we move through, it's collaborative and, and it's evolving. Uh, so we, we do run weekly sprints. And we have those set up very similar to Jira, but in GitHub. Yep. And that's how we'll prioritize um, roadmap items and issues and, and we log uh, everything in there. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, so, so yeah, the, the, I suppose if you like, the initial framework was set up by the, the core team, um, mm. but then it evolved uh, over time. And, and we're constantly testing and trying to uh, tweak uh, and improve um, so you know moving two week sprints to one week sprints to do we have stand-ups and have like a whiteboard um, do we just use github yeah. uh, and and so that's been evolving and, and it's the same way with the setup of a new customer so we, we have templates for that um, okay. but that that's always moving and it's not a particular um person who's driving that it's it's uh, someone has an idea on how to improve uh the i'll give you an example for uh, the training or onboarding of users um so someone had an idea with that saying hey we used to do these uh, tailored guide if you like high level but a, a guide for each client and then someone said hey that's like a low roi activity Everyone, the thing everyone loves about the software is that it is follow your nose. It's simple. We yeah. should just, and no one likes docs anyway. Like people <laughs> like videos, right? So yeah. these are field technicians. Like they're not going to be, before they go out like 5 a.m. on a job, they're not going to be reading through documents. So, so we tried switching to short generic video for, for mm -hmm. the role, like a field installer. And yeah. that's it. Whether you're... Um, you know, a large organization, uh, a large energy retailer with hundreds of users or a small electrical contractor with 10, um, you get the same video, which is which runs through the basics of this is how you get your way around the system. Uh, don't forget to save. This is how you change stage. Get out there and, um, and install. <laughs> That's kind okay. of it. And, and, and the thing is that the value for, in terms of customers there, there wasn't any drop-off, right? They're still, they use the tool just as well. They actually engaged more with the videos and we got feedback like, hey, we, we, we like this. This is clean, this is simple. We don't want to be sitting 
um, running a training session. We just want to mm-hmm. send someone a video and then off they go. So, so that, that's an example where someone on the team had said, you know, we've always got to be looking for that high ROI for our clients. And someone said, hey, this is a better way of doing it. And we tested it. And it is a much better way. So it saves us time and it's, it's more clear for customers. Um, so I think that the very much our internal processes, you can see from that example, are evolving based on like many tests uh, and, and what works with customers and what works with us. Which is how it should be. Yeah. And obviously in your role, you're talking with a lot of your customers, right? And so you're getting that feedback. And I can imagine it doesn't always go according to plan. So like if you had to, you know, sum it up just as we're, you know, drawing to the end here, what would you say yeah. is one thing that, you know, owners, operators, these business um, businesses or organizations, sorry, are, are missing or not considering when it comes to workflow management or systems and processes? Is there one thing that you would want to communicate to them or that you do often to communicate to them to get them to adapt to your tool or adopt your tool? Yeah, I, I think well, one really key thing is uh, it's worth doing, it's worth spending the time on this. So whether you use our software or, or no software, whether you just continue with what you're doing, the message that I suppose I'd, I like to get across is if you look, if you're taking the time to look at your processes and your workflow, mm-hmm. you will identify some improvements and that alone is, is, is worth it and can, will help your organization. Um, and, and you don't want to, you want, it's tempting if you're in the field service space or any space where there's workflow to be like, we're so busy, we're so busy, we've got to execute and not zoom back. Um, and, and I just think my, my message or key thing would be that's so important. And, you know, like, you know, and, and anyone who's involved with, with process and process improvement work is you'll get like a, at least a three, four times, um, three, four X payback. Uh, you, you know, you, you will, the improvements are there. And, and so that would be my, my, my takeaway. Uh, like like um, I saw uh, one of our clients that got set up uh, recently and they had all these user guides and warranty and manual, if you like, that, that, that was being sent to, to customers. Mm-hmm. And that it's, it provided some value to the end customer, like, you know, Pete who had his solar system installed, but not a lot of value, you know, like they're not looking, um, they only go to those manuals when they need to. It's not as though they arrive and then they read the email and start reading um, the the manual warranty information. So nothing to do with our software, but uh, that client through the process went, hey, I can just, include a link in an automated email from Envisage that takes the customer back to our site. And then we update our site a little bit um, so that customers can self-serve, put in their model yeah. number and find their manual warranty. And, and so things like this, I look and say, Love it. So that's, that's a small thing, right? It's nothing to do with our software. They could just have another auto email that goes out. Um, but it's, it's saving the back office time. Like before a person was actually looking through, going to a shared drive, attaching all these documents, sending the email. Mm-hmm. Customer wasn't probably reading it, but they kind of felt they had to do it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that would be my one takeaway is, is whether you use our software or other software or not, is, um, is spend the time to, to zoom out and take a look and, and improve the way that the work flows. 
That's a great way to close it out. Thank you so much for that. So, so Cameron, where can people keep up with you? Um, where are, are you posting? Are you blogging? Are you hanging out online? And where can people find you? Uh, yes, yeah. So, um, envisage.com. That's E-M-V-I-S-A-G-E.com. Uh, so we have a blog there. Um, they can find us there. Also on LinkedIn. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, those are probably the two best ways to um, to, to to follow or, or to reach out. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Cameron. I really appreciate it. This is an amazing conversation. Thanks for your time today. Great. Thanks, Mikey. See you later. If you like what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and follow on your preferred channel. If you know of a friend or colleague that would benefit from hearing this conversation, please share it with them so that we can reach more listeners just like you. As always, all the links from today's talk will be in the show notes. And remember, if it isn't documented, it didn't happen. We'll see you next time.